Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire. With Jason McIntyre. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Straight fire! Tuesday, October 27th. You can hear the pep in my voice. I'm feeling good. Another Monday night winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Bears get their teeth kicked in. You could see it coming a mile away. Rams, easy cover. And oh boy, we, we, <laughs> this Nick Foles situation is going to be a story today. Nagy, Foles, the Bears. It's all, it's all going to blow up. And uh, we'll get to that shortly. I do want to tease that uh, we have a guest stopping by later in the podcast to talk MLB. He was at the World Series over the weekend in Texas. He's going to preview tonight's Game 6. And I will say it's going to be a big night in Los Angeles. Um, There's a lot of anticipation here. Dodgers have not won the World Series since 1988. I don't know how the rest of the country feels about that. Uh, They probably don't care. Because I know when the Red Sox were winning their first World Series in 100 years or whatever, I didn't care. I was actually upset they were winning. Uh, I felt a little better for the Cubs. But this is a big one because I live in L.A. Um, so we'll touch on the World Series later. I do want to remind you this week starts the $100 giveaway. We are giving away 100 bones, a Benjamin over Venmo, to the three best five-star reviews on iTunes. So hop on iTunes, get witty. Get cool, say something funny, you know, say how awesome and smart I am. All that stuff that, you know, makes me look good. And um, 
We'll pick the three best comments and send you a hundred. We will pick them by, I guess, Thursday and reveal it Friday on the show. All right, let's get started with the Chicago Bears. I mean, I just have to start here. Um, they're five and two, and they have a negative point differential, negative two. I don't know if you guys realize how bad that is. Five wins, two losses, and you have a negative point differential. And I went through the schedule, and, like, you could see that this team is fraudulent. And I'm not crushing the Bears. This is a fact, folks. Five and two, that's great. The rest of the schedule has, I think, at least three more wins, so they could sneak into the playoffs. I would put my money on the Lions. But when you look at what happened against the Rams, they were never in that game for a second. You could see it. The Rams just moved the ball up and down the field. The Bears' only touchdown came on a defensive fluke fumble return for for a touchdown. Nick Foles, is it's not that he's a bad quarterback. It's that the offense is unimaginative. There's no run game to speak of. The only weapon is Allen Robinson, and Jalen Ramsey totally locked him down, as predicted on this podcast. And the Bears could do nothing. I mean, they, they could not move the football. And what was so damning was in the fourth quarter, there was like five minutes left, and the announcers were just... Uh, you know, trying to make it interesting during a blowout. And they just stumble upon, yeah, Nick Foles, you know, he told us when we were meeting with him that uh, some of these plays come in from Nagy and Foles knows that he doesn't have the time to execute these plays and he knows they're not going to work. He revealed that. I mean, Nick Foles is an outstanding human being. You know, if you read up his story, it's pretty great. He was basically retired from football. Andy Reid called him, got him back in. And Foles eventually ends up in Philadelphia, wins the Super Bowl. He's like a good guy. He's an all-around good story. And he was probably a little too honest. And I guarantee you this this clip of Nick Foles being honest is going to reverberate around the internet Tuesday, today. And it's going to get ugly. Um, Nagy's going to have to answer some difficult questions. And then the Bears are heading into a game against the Saints on Sunday. And folks, I'm just telling you right now, this is the first Saints outdoor game this season. Everybody just watched the Bears on national television poop their pants, and it was ugly. This was like a one-year-old poopy diaper blowout, and I don't know who's going to back the Bears here. I don't want to hear, oh, the rebound, oh, the defense, Saints, outdoors. Listen, man, I've lost enough money the last couple years fading the Saints outdoors, whether it was Breeze or Bridgewater. There's zero chance I'm backing the Bears here. I'll just be straight up honest with you. No shot of me coming in on them. Because I'll tell you right now, they can't run the football. And the Saints' run defense is excellent. If you watch that Panthers game Sunday, Panthers couldn't run the football. And Davis is a pretty good running back. The Panthers has had success on the ground. Bears will not be able to move it against the Saints' run defense. So then it's a question of, can Allen Robinson win on the outside against Lattimore? We'll see. I don't have a lot of faith. Now, the Saints' defense ain't great. It definitely got shredded by Bridgewater, but Bridgewater had the familiarity He was in the New Orleans system. He knew the players. He knew the schemes. That was an advantage for Teddy B. We we gave that out. Uh, They covered seven fairly easily uh, within the number, second, third, fourth quarter. I don't think Nick Foles is going to have that kind of success against the Saints' defense. And I'm expecting at some point Michael Thomas will return, right? Um, I don't know if Emmanuel Sanders will be back off the COVID list, but... um, I, I think this is a bare spot Sunday to to really look ugly and be like, oh, wait a sec, we got problems in Chicago. And then, uh, let me just double-check the schedule. After the Saints, if they don't win that game, 
Then they have a huge game against the Titans, which is going to be difficult. Um, it, it, listen, it does not get any easier for these guys. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it, it's the Chicago Bears are going to have an up, uphill climb to the playoffs. Remember, they, they do have to play the Lions again. They got super lucky. And let's look at their wins. I know they have five wins. Well, Jason, they're not that bad. The Lions led 23-6 in the fourth quarter. And then their three starting cornerbacks left the game due to injury. Trubisky gets hot. Bing, bang, boom. Um, Bears win the game. Then the Bears have uh, the Giants. Saquon Barkley gets hurt halfway through that. And they squeak by the Giants. The Giants, I think Daniel Danny Dimes got stuck inside the red zone at the end of the game. He couldn't convert. Um, then they play the Falcons. I think... I think Julio Jones missed that game, and the Falcons still led 26-10 with seven minutes left. Nick Foles comes in for an ineffective Trubisky. And in the final seven minutes, the Bears storm back to get a lucky victory. Then they play the Tampa Bay Bucks, who, uh, who uh, Tom Brady went into that game with a hand tied behind his back. Okay? I mean, no God. They, they were missing everybody. And Tampa's winning 13-0 late in the first half, cruising to victory. Bears get a touchdown, and then Tampa has a fluke fumble inside their own 30, and the Bears score, and then it's, you know, a, a slugfest the rest of the way. The Bears had one drive over 60 yards against that Tampa defense. That's it. This this team can't move the football. And this is just not a good Chicago Bears team. I, I am a big seller on Chicago. Now, a, a word about the Rams. Everybody thinks they're awesome, and I like, there's a lot to like about McVay. He is a very sharp guy. Their wins, Okay. The Rams have beaten, so far this season, the winless Cowboys. They beat the downtrodden Eagles. They beat the terrible Giants. They whooped the terrible Redskins. And now they've beaten the fraudulent Bears. They're going to Miami for their fourth trip across the country on a short week. They are facing a quarterback who has two NFL throws under his belt. To a tongue of Iloa. I, like to, I do like saying that name. Miami cannot stop the run. They came into this week 32nd in the league in rushing efficiency defense. The Rams are first. So on paper, ah, Rams are going to steamroll these guys. Just be careful. Miami has gotten healthy in the secondary, and they have locked down corners in Howard and Byron Jones, who they stole from the Cowboys. This is a Miami team that can probably put those two guys on an island, cram the box, and bum rush Jared Goff. They're going to have to blitz because Goff will pick them apart. They, you know, the linebackers aren't great in coverage and the defensive line is a joke. I don't know if I'm going to, at the right number, I think I would lean into the Dolphins. I like this Rams team, but man, that schedule, oof. Could they be overlooking the Dolphins on this trip east? Because guess what? After that, Seahawks, big time rivals. After that, Tampa Bay and Brady. After that, 49ers. After that, Cardinals. If anything, this Dolphins is is a game that they could overlook. I'm not saying they will, but early, uh, and I'm not giving out a pick here. It's way too early in the week, but I, I'm looking at the Dolphins uh, coming out of the bye. So overall, that was a pretty ugly Monday night football game. And uh, yeah, I... I I just can't get behind this Bears team. I can't. They're they're a tough watch. I don't know, Rob G. Did you see anything from the Bears that you liked? I, Nick Foles is just a guy to root for, but he's not a guy to watch. 
Yeah, I mean, I've never really been a big believer in Nick Foles, even when he was winning Super Bowls with the Eagles. You know, I just, he got hot at the right time, and we've seen yeah. a lot of guys do that. My question, though, for you is, and we didn't prep this, so this is really out of nowhere for anyone listening. You know, there was no show prep going into this question. Now, you brought up uh, during our meeting earlier that the Bears are 5-2 and two despite having a negative point differential. There are two other teams who are both five and two that also have negative point differentials. Whoa! The bit well, the, the Bears first at, at minus two, so they're not so close to far away. The Bills, which are minus four. Whoa! I did not realize that. And the Cleveland Browns, who are a minus twenty-one, and yeah. they just lost Odell Beckham Jr. for the season. Of those three, which one are you most and least confident in moving forward? Well, I would say the Buffalo Bills simply because the AFC East is garbage. Um, listen, the, the New England Patriots are, are a terrible football team right now. Um, the season does not look good for the Patriots. I mean, I feel bad for Robert Kraft. I know he was looking forward to a happy ending this season. Um, now that Tom Brady is gone, and um, we know his uh, legal issues down there in Florida. Um, I, I just don't see how there's a path to victory for this Patriots team. It's going to be a kitchen sink Sunday for Belichick against the Bills. He'll probably be able to run the football, but I looked this up, Rob G., and this is pretty staggering, okay? Um, The Patriots got torn apart by play action and Jimmy Garoppolo on Sunday. I read this stat. The 49ers ran 51 of 63 plays with play action, the highest they've run ever under Kyle Shanahan. Jimmy Garoppolo on play action, 13 of 14, 146 yards. So they found a weakness, play action, and exploited it. Rob G., do you want to take a guess who has completed and attempted the most play action passes in the NFL this season? Josh Allen. Bingo! Josh Allen is number one in completions in play action. Eight TD passes, zero picks. This is shaping up as Buffalo statement game. They didn't care about the Jets. We gave that on the podcast to you. We said they're going to overlook the Jets. They have the Patriots looming. That is their, we have arrived. This is our freaking division. Adios, Bill Belichick. This is the game. They want to put it on them. I don't know if there'll be fans in the stadium, but I'm telling you right now, Buffalo has been anticipating this game. I don't know if two decades is fair, but it's probably been two decades. I mean, everybody's been waiting. Dig dong, the witch is dead. If there's ever a game that Buffalo runs up the score, I don't know if they're capable of like a 45-10 blowout, but I'm sure they're going to want to beat that ass and win this game big time. I would trust Buffalo the most going forward. I'm, I, I can't say that I'm that surprised at Cleveland given the uh, blowout losses to the Rams and the uh, sorry Ravens and the Steelers. Um, but I, I will say this. Things look good for the Browns, Rob G. People can doubt them, but they have your Raiders this week. If they get by them, they play the Texans. They should be favored in that game. They play the Eagles at home. They go to Jacksonville for the pathetic Jags. And then they have Titans-Ravens, which is tough. But then they have Giants and Jets after that. So I think the Browns are looking at nine wins in the playoffs. I will take the Bills in the playoffs, the Browns in the playoffs, and the Bears will miss the playoffs. I'm going to go with my Lions. So uh, that's a good find by you. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. 
touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is why you're great. Hey, you mentioned Odell Beckham. I hadn't planned on talking about him. Um, 
we touched on it a little bit on Monday's show. We didn't know that he was officially out. We kind of anticipated it. Um, is it weird of me to say it's not that big of a loss? No, it's not weird at all to say because if you do a deep dive into the numbers, you'll see that Baker Mayfield, for whatever reason, plays better without Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. Now, you could say it's probably because, and I think Colin brought this up yesterday on his show, when you have a young quarterback and a star receiver, most young quarterbacks don't have the testicular fortitude to you know, just say, no, I'm not going to throw you the ball every time. I'm not going to target you even when you're covered. I'm going to look for the open guy. I'm just going to take what the defense gives me. A lot of wide receivers, especially with young quarterbacks, will demand they get the ball or they'll kind of intimidate the quarterback into making them feel like they have to get them the ball to keep them happy. And um, just you'll appreciate this stat here. In the last two seasons with Odell on the field, Baker Mayfield's quarterback rating is 79.6. So that is either, depending how you want to read it, extremely mediocre or slightly mediocre. So somewhere, wherever you want to do it. When OBJ is off the field, 116.6. So almost 40 points better when he's off the field. And then... uh, you know, and then the last game he played, he played with the Bengals. Now, again, he started at over five and got really hot. But it wasn't just okay. that one game against the Bengals that that Baker has done well without OBJ, without uh, Odell on the field against the Bengals in the last six games. Seventy five percent completion, eight hundred thirty nine yards, twelve touchdowns, zero picks. When Odell is on the field with him. 52% completions, 600 yards, five <laughs> touchdowns, seven interceptions. I mean, listen, to be, uh, uh, man, this bad look for Baker. I'll keep it real, though. You know, we don't have, um, are they getting blown out? Are they facing the Ravens? Did he miss games against bad teams? Like, obviously, that stuff matters in the context. But, yeah, none of that stuff surprises me. I mean, listen, the Arizona Cardinals made the smart move, Rob G. They went and got... New Hopkins. They got him from the Texans. He's an awesome wide receiver, and he's not a diva like Odell Beckham or Antonio Brown or um, Michael Thomas, who's apparently becoming a diva in New Orleans. Like, give give me the good dude who's an awesome receiver who's not going to cry about the football. And, like, you know, you look at NFL, like, this is... It, it's almost... Somebody had an analogy to me. I forget who said it. But if you have a like a social media company or a tech company now, it helps you to be a carnival barker like an Elon Musk. You're always keeping Tesla in the news. Mark Zuckerberg, always in his own carnival barker way, keeping Facebook in the news. Um, It's like Pinterest doesn't have one of these guys who's always ruffling feathers and saying stuff. So Pinterest has kind of fallen down. But... um, if you are able to just say stuff and stir up news and keep your name in the headlines, it's like you have some value. And I think the receivers see it that way too. If they're always saying something, hey, that's going to help me get that Nike contract. Hey, that's going to help me get that commercial. And, you know, you look at some of the receivers at the top of the league. Remember, Stefan Diggs last year was whining and bitching and crying about not getting the ball from Kirk Cousins and tantruming on the sideline. They ship his ass out of town. And like, I mean... Stefan Diggs, good receiver. Now he's like blowing up in Buffalo. I got what I wanted. But guess what, Rob G? Things are going well in Buffalo. How's it going to go with a three-game losing streak for Stefan Diggs? How's he going to handle that? And I don't know. You just, you got to be careful with these wide receivers. Like 
Terry McLaurin seems like an awesome kid out of Ohio State. I don't hear anything. I would be looking to pick him off. I'm not I'm sure Washington is not giving him up. But I want the guy who's silent and is going to go about his business. Larry Fitzgerald, class act forever. You know? That's the kind of receiver I want. Devontae Adams doesn't cause any, any ruckus. He's not raising hell. I, I'm sorry, just miss me with Odell Beckham. I, I'm not that interested. So that, those are kind of the top-line stories in sports today for Tuesday, October 26th. Coming up next, we have a great interview with Rob Parker, who was at the World Series for games 3, 4, and 5. He previews game 6. That's now. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. 
Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy who just got off a plane from the World Series, landed back in L.A., and was kind enough to jump on the podcast. Our first guest who's been on for a second time, because he's special, Rob Parker, in the building. What's up, Rob? What's up, Jay Mack? How are you? I- I'm awesome, dude. A great weekend in sports um, and the World Series Game 6 tonight, Tuesday night. Very excited. Rob, first of all, I want, I- I'm curious. How was the experience of being in the ballpark for uh, the World Series down there in Texas? You know what? First of all, Globe Life Field is a showplace. Beautiful. Uh, they had to do it. They needed a dome. I'm surprised they couldn't put a dome on the old ballpark, you know, which was is less than 20 years old. I think it's only 10 years old. But they needed a dome because it's too hot in Texas. You just yeah. sit out. and You know what I mean? A, parents aren't going to take young kids to the ballpark and that heat outside. And older people can't go either. You know what I mean? So you, mm. you eliminate a lot of people. So they had to build a new ballpark. It's beautiful, and it was great to be out, you know, at a game. And even though it's only 25% capacity, there were still passionate fans, chance of let's go Dodgers, obviously a lot of Dodger fans yeah. because uh, L.A. so close compared to Tampa. So there were a lot of Dodger people in the house, and people were into it. And, and obviously game four with the crazy ending – was incredible as well. You know, you don't see a game end like that. Uh, so so it was a great experience. I, I got to see games three, four, and five out in, uh, in Arlington. Let me ask you this. How, how did you feel from, uh, from the COVID perspective of going to a game in a park? You said, what, 25% capacity? It was like 12,000 um, people. Okay, so 12,000 people, obviously spaced out. Uh, it looked like people were wearing masks. What was it like in the press box for you? Did you have to wear a mask in the press box? Did they do temperature checks? Temperature checks to get in the building. Okay. And then you did have to wear a mask. Everybody had to wear a mask at all times, unless you're eating or drinking. Uh-huh. Other than that, and you know what? I'm going to be honest. I thought, okay, I'm going to Texas. They're rogue. They don't believe in the virus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that was my thought going in, right? 
most people had on masks. I, I, I didn't see people like trying to buck the system, you know what I mean? Or, 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 or act as if anything wasn't going on. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I went out to eat. The restaurants are open at, at minimum capacity. So I ate with a couple of friends. Tables were spaced out. Everybody was acting accordingly. So it was cool. Yeah. It really was. I really felt comfortable. Not like, this is kind of risky and I don't yeah. want to right. catch something. Before we get to the games, one last question. I haven't flown during the pandemic. We are considering flying for the holidays or family flying to us. I'm just curious what you thought the flying experience was like uh, here in 2020. Same thing. I've flown a few times um, during this. I went to New York. I went to Detroit. And uh, this trip to Texas. So I've been on a plane like three or four times during the mm. pandemic. And it's spaced out normally. You're not on top of each other, most airlines. And people have their mask on. If you have your mask on and you're, no one's wheezing and coughing on top of you, knock on wood, you know, I've, I've gone and been back and everything has been cool. So I'm not that afraid. I think it's more of if I was around an environment where people weren't wearing masks and just a free-for-all and you're in a yeah. massive crowd, the airports just aren't like that anymore. You know what I mean? Because most, yeah. most people are like you. They just haven't flown. Yeah. All right. So let's get to the World Series. Dodgers lead 3-2. And I want to start with a guy who's much maligned, Clayton Kershaw. I read your column in Deadspin on Monday. Great stuff. And it feels good for Kershaw. The monkey's kind of off his back. Obviously, listen, they got to win the series. But he's 2-0. I don't know if he's going to win the MVP, but he's certainly in the discussion with a couple other guys. I'm just curious. Like, listen, I know you're not supposed to pick a side as a journalist, but you got to admit, it is a great story that Clayton Kershaw came through twice in the World Series for the Dodgers. No doubt. And especially uh, Game 5. Because, Jason, I know game one he pitched well, but game mm -hmm. five, coming off that heartbreaking loss, if Kershaw goes out and, and, and pitches a dud, right, the Dodgers are behind and they're really in trouble and his legacy is really in the balance. So you're right. He pitched really well in game five, got them to where they're in position. They just got to win one of the final two games. And it's like it's not on him anymore. I mean, you know what I mean? Unless somehow he pitches game seven in relief and yeah. gives up the game-winning home run or something Come like on. that. <laughs> yeah. I hope that's not the case. Yeah, He's the best pitcher of our generation. And when you look at his numbers, he's a shoe-in Hall of Famer. This guy's ERA is 2.44. Yeah. He has the lowest ERA and the lowest whip of any pitcher, starting pitcher, 1,000 innings or more, you know, in the live ball era. Nobody's pitched better. But his postseason, Jason, has been so bad. His ERA is two runs higher in the postseason. And that, that's, that, you know, for a great pitcher like that, that's incredible to be that bad. Let me ask you about the, uh, the MVP discussion. So, obviously, Corey Seager's in the mix. I mean, he's on fire. Um, I think Max Muncy is in the discussion with six RBI. Justin Turner's hit well. Um, I, well let's see what happens with Walker Bueller next time out. But... I'm just curious, your thoughts on the MVP heading into game six? I think it's wide open. Mm. And it just depends on what the game, what game six is. If it's just kind of mundane and nobody's like, Seager doesn't have two home runs or do you know what I mean? Or something yeah. like that. Could Kershaw get it? Two wins, you know? Like a and, sentimental choice? 
you could, you know, like a lifetime achievement that could be <laughs> that, um, because he's been through a lot. And um, but it just depends on how the games play out. Obviously, if they lose game six and then there's a game seven and somebody delivers a big hit and they've been hitting the whole World Series, the chances are it's going to go to somebody like that because he'll be so removed from, you know, the, the final two games, even though he pitched well in game five. So, All right. So, you know, I know there was a lot of talk during the NBA bubble about, well, there maybe should be an asterisk because it wasn't real. And I strangely haven't heard a lot about asterisks for the MLB season. It was shortened to 60 regular season games and uh, the playoffs, there was no home field advantage. I'm sure some people are going to say, listen, Dodgers haven't won since 88. This one, eh, does it really count? Uh, But I haven't heard that chatter. What are your thoughts on the asterisks and, and, and this postseason? I don't believe in them. I don't believe in it for the NBA, and I don't believe in it for baseball, hockey, or whatever. These are uncharted waters, Jason. This is what we have in front of us, right? Everybody's under the same circumstance. Everybody did the same thing. So it counts. When we look back, we'll realize, okay, this was a 60-game season. The Dodgers were 43-17. and They had the best record in baseball. So if they won the World Series, this is not like a fluke. Like had Houston had a, a, a record under 500, had they got in and somehow won the World Series, you know, without Garrett Cole or Justin Verlander, people might say, oh, that was just fluky or something. The Dodgers are the best team on paper, and they're in the spot that they're supposed to be. It's funny because in baseball, both teams were the two best teams as far as record-wise. Yeah. The Rays in the American League and the Dodgers in the National League. So where, where do you think baseball goes from here, Rob? I mean, do they really want to keep up the 162 games? I mean, the, the sprint to 60, obviously, they're not going to do 60 games because of the money. But do you think eventually they shorten the season a little bit? Because I, I was way more into the baseball uh, regular season and postseason than I have been in years. I, I get that, but I don't, I don't see that happening only because, Jason, the money you just mentioned. Yeah. The television money for local, like like you, people make a big thing about the national. Like you, you look at the TV deals. Just for an example, the Yankees. Do you do you know what they get for their TV rights? All right, they get four hundred million dollars from Yes every year. Four, you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. So two hundred million goes to payroll. Two hundred million go in their pocket, and that's before they sold a ticket a hot dog, a parking spot. Do you yeah. know how money that is? I just can't see them. The one thing I'm hoping against is the 16-team playoff. That's what I don't want to see in baseball. Because huh. what you don't want to do is you don't want to minimalize uh, the regular season. And, you know, you see that in the NBA where you just kind of wait for the playoffs. And with 162 games, you don't want people to be like, I'll check in come playoff time. I mean, there's a lot of games that have to be – that's going to be played. And we saw a couple teams get in the playoffs who were under 500. I don't think teams that, that don't play well enough during the regular season should make the playoffs. Well, wait, do you believe that in all sports? I mean, in the NFL, listen, we love the regular season. But, you know, your, your favorite line is, you know, sports has a short menu, wins and losses. What matters in, in the playoffs count. Nobody really cares about the regular season. Anymore. No, but Life I, but, is too short, Rob. No, but the difference is 162 games. You can't make them meaningless is what I'm saying. 
if, 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 if we know the Yankees, Dodgers, you know, 16 teams, and, and, and we could easily pick 16 teams, and we know they're going to be in the World Series, I could check in come September. Seriously. I don't know that uh, going in. I just think I don't want it to be ridiculous where more than half the league makes the playoffs. I think you have that problem in the NBA. You've seen the TV numbers. I know there's a lot of different reasons, but a lot of times people wait and check in come playoff time because the playoffs are so long. It's a second season. Well, the NFL just expanded. They added a playoff team. They're up to 14 now. And they didn't need now. to do that. There was nothing wrong with the NFL playoffs. That's just greed for more money. I just But I, who's but, but but Rob, that's the thing. Like is it really greed because the fans love more games. Like, think about it. We were complaining how there were no sports for like three months. And now, like the NFL, we love this. I don't want it to end. I love the season. Oh, we get an extra playoff game. Yes, great. You know, like, I, who's complaining? I'm just saying, I, I just, it just depends. Everybody's saying that until some bad teams get in and teams under 500. I just don't think there was anything wrong. You don't have to just overdo it. If that's the case, then make let everybody go to the playoffs. Well, you can't let everybody. Okay, right? I mean, you just I think fifty percent of the league for right. What is the NBA? Sixteen out of thirty. Sixteen, right? Baseball NFL is was sixteen out of thirty. NFL is fourteen out of thirty-two. And what what's baseball? Uh, normally ten, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's a big difference. Six extra teams. All I'm saying is, with ten. You got to fight for that during a regular season. The games are worth more. That's all. But don't you think on some level it was much cooler to have the Miami Marlins in there this year? And uh, who do we get? We got White Sox. Uh, a lot of new teams, new blood, as opposed to right. the same old Yankees, Astros, you know? No, there was some different. I'm not totally, but I, but I just don't want it to get where the regular season is is minimalized. That's all. I think all right, you got to let's, step, let, step yeah, let, let me quickly get in a couple NFL questions for you before you got to go here. So um, Tom Brady has 18 touchdowns and four interceptions. The Patriots quarterbacks have combined for three touchdowns and 11 picks. Um, why is New England so bad? Is this Bill Belichick's ego or was Tom Brady so good that he carried them last year to 12 wins? No, I don't think there was that. There's a lot of different issues. They had six players from COVID. Uh, how many started right. who- who opted out? Let's just be fair. Yeah. Um, if you ask, if you ask and look at the, the receiving core, who's really there? Uh, that's a that's an all pro receiver. There's nobody there. Cam was doing it with uh, strings and tape uh, early on, but I think teams have figured it out now that there's really nobody else for them to, to, to go to, and and they've struggled. I mean, and he can't throw three picks. He threw three picks. Yeah. When you throw three picks, it's going to be hard. A, a you put your defense in a, in a bad spot, right? And then offensively, you're stopping drive. So we'll see. We'll see how this thing pans out and if they get more players. I'm surprised, well, you know, that, that they needed to look. The two guys who were available, right, Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown, receivers have already played there and already yeah. kind of gone and went. So there's no room for them to kind of go back yeah. there. But I mean, they yeah. Anyhow. Last year, Brady was basically throwing to Edelman and those jokers. I know he had Josh Gordon for a couple games and Antonio Brown for a couple games. But by and large, like, Belichick, remember, he never replaced Gronkowski. He's like, oh, Gronk left. Okay, we, we don't need to replace him. And he didn't go out and spend money on receivers. I, I don't know, man. Listen, remember, Belichick was ready to roll with Stidham as his starter. And then he's like, okay, we'll take on Cam. 
Like, Rob, we've seen these guys. They don't look good seven weeks in. I got to keep it real. This is feeling like the whole discussion we talked about for years. Who meant more, Brady or Belichick? I'm starting to lean toward Brady, Rob. No, I'm not. I still think that um, when you look at it, and you got to wait and see. Let the Brady thing play out before you make that. But Brady went to a way better situation and just that there were a lot of uh, pieces already in place. He's trying to stack the deck. Brady is, is like, is doing a LeBron. Like, it's all about, like, he, he understands where he is and he wants to make sure that he has every – Leonard Fournette, let's go grab him. Antonio Brown, let's go yeah, but grab anybody him. anybody could have grabbed those guys. No, I know, but, but this is a Brady thing. Brady is really trying to uh, – convince people that it's all about him but look at the team that he's that, that well, he, wait a sec no let, let's not go let's not go too hard on Brady the, the, the team is pretty damn good even the Bucks haven't made the playoffs in third I no, think it was 12 I'm, years I'm talking about the player the personnel you could you I agree with that the, the players haven't they haven't made the, the playoffs because they're undisciplined there's James was, was garbage right there's other stuff going on but um I do believe that the roster of potential, all they talk about is weapons, and he added a couple other guys who, if they, you know, fly right and just play football, can be big-time pieces. That's all. Yeah, I mean, listen, right now there's no better team in the NFC. You would agree with that, right? Mm-mm. They're better than the Saints. They're better than the Seahawks. They're not better uh, than the Packers. They're not better than the Packers. Wait, the, they just beat the Packers 38 The Packers had a bad day at the office, and you know that it was 10 nothing. And then all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers had two two picks, which he never does. And all of a sudden, everything came undone. I'm not buying that. The Packers came right back after that. People were trying to say, oh, this is a trend. Aaron Rodgers was just a mirage. They went straight to Houston, 21 nothing. They picked up where they left off. All I'm saying is they, got, they, got a, they, they run the football and they throw the football. Aaron Rodgers has uh, – what does he have? Uh, uh, 17 touchdowns, two picks. Yeah. They're playing well. They're averaging other than that, other than that one dud in, in, in Tampa. And remember, even when they lost that Jason, just to be fair, they had won 11 straight regular season games. They were due for a bad day at the office, and they had it. I don't, yeah. I, 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 wow. I'm, I got to be honest. I'm surprised, Rob. This is a Packers team who's beaten nobody. Who'd they beat? And who had what you call beaten? Well, Tampa just smoked Green Bay for sure. They lost to a five and one Bears team. That's the only game that they won. And even when Green Bay in the early early games, you didn't know Minnesota was bad. They beat Minnesota in Minnesota. You at that point, you can't say that that was an easy win. Minnesota at Minnesota to start the season is not a layup. And Mm. and and, uh, what was the other game that they won? Um, There was another one. Where the team later on turned yeah, the fa- out. I mean, they beat the Falcons, you know. I, I don't know, man. I'm surprised you're all up on this Packers team. So you, who's the best team in the AFC right now? Steelers, uh, Ravens, Chiefs? Probably the Steelers. Yeah, okay. I would agree with that. I mean, the we'll Chiefs see what happens good. against the Ravens this week. The Chiefs are good and the Ravens are good and they're going to be there. But but I think I think where, where the uh, Steelers are right now and what they're able to do even though they gave up a, they didn't give up the lead, but they almost choked down that game yesterday. But yeah. they were undefeated, and they're putting up points, and they got a good defense. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Rob Parker, I'm glad you made it to the World Series, and uh, glad you're back safely 
enjoy World Series Game 6. Go Dodgers. Can I say that or no? Is that too homer? say that. Absolutely. <laughs> you never get me to say it, but you can say it. <laughs> All right, Rob. Thanks a lot, man. Enjoy your work. All right. Yep. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.